everybody and welcome back to Things You Can't Ask Your Mum. I'm Lizzie. And I'm Lindsay. And on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about friendship. Something very close to our hearts, of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) And we are very excited to have a sponsor for this week and next week's episode, who are the incredible jewellery brand called Vashi, who we've both worked with on lots of different content as well. We've been working with for how how long now, do you reckon, Lynn? Like six months or something? Yeah, yeah, I think so. they're an incredible jewellery brand and at the heart of what they do, which makes them really different, is the idea of co-creation, which is why we want to talk about friendship in line with them, because we've made pieces for each other with them and designed them and some nice blingy diamond pieces, which we love. <laughs> um, and in next week's episode, we are going to have an exciting little competition for you as well, where you can do the same. Um, and not only that, is that a lovely kind of USP for them that they let this co-creation thing be their centre of their brand but they're also an ethical brand who work through an ethical supply chain from the trade practices to the environmental responsibility that they hold their diamonds are all ethically sourced so not only do they look lovely but they come from a lovely background <laughs> <laughs> they're certified conflict free and all of the gold that they use is 100% recycled so they're ticking a lot of lovely boxes there Yes, and we are so proud to have them on board for the next two episodes. Like Lizzie said, we're working with them across our social channels as well. And it's just been the most wonderful partnership. And obviously, jewellery means such a lot to Lizzie and I in different ways as well. So to be able to work with a brand that have that at the heart of who they are and to be able to design something really special for each other, which we'll talk about more in next week's episode. um, We feel really, really proud, don't we? Yeah, definitely. And the fact that it's a brand that is just focusing on friendship as well as romantic relationships around jewellery, which we talk about how important our friendship is. And actually that friendships for us are more important than the men that come and go in your life or the romantic relationships that you have in your life. And so it's nice that there's a brand that's celebrating that with jewellery as well. It's a bit different. Yeah, it's not not just an engagement ring. It can be anything and it can mean whatever it means to you. You can still get me an engagement ring if you like. I would also like one in return, thank you. Okay, that's From fine. you. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'd do that for us. <laughs> Fashy, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Slide into our DMs. <laughs> so we've got questions from you guys, as usual, on the topic of friendship. Yes, we're so excited to get into this. So we asked you to get in touch with us Um in our usual lovely Agony Ant style of all the <laughs> issues you're going through with friends and friendships and friendships can be really difficult to navigate but they're also the most beautiful relationships that we'll all have I think and it's certainly yeah. true for us isn't it yeah um so let's dive into the things that we've been asked shall we new question uno. number one yes what is the biggest thing you've learned about friendship as you've gotten older well there are so many lessons in friendship. I it is just impossible to answer that really succinctly. So I'll I'll try my best. I'll try my best. <laughs> I from think the top. yeah, take it from the top. I think one of the most important things I've learned about friendship is that you have to be ready to accept and support people without judgment because things are going to happen in life that you don't expect, that they don't expect. Some things might go wrong with a moral compass. Some things might just happen in a way that nobody had planned for or expected to or people behave in a way that you maybe didn't foresee. But it's just testament to 
how you support each other in friendship. Like you have to be there every step of the way to support that person and and you will hopefully get the same back. And I think a lot of that is letting go of what you think is right and what your judgment on the situation and how you would handle it. I Mm. think you've just got to be there regardless of what is going on because your friendship kind of prevails above all. Yeah. It doesn't mean you then can't offer up what you would do as well. Of course but there's a, not. There's a way of doing it, isn't there, of saying, yeah. well, I think if it was me or I didn't think you would do that. But then also something, there's nothing worse if you feel like blocked out by a friend where you're like, oh God, I can't tell them that because they're going to think Absolutely. badly of me. And so like you, bad. you're so good at this because you play devil's advocate. If I'm the person that is having an absolute nightmare in a certain situation, you're like, right, what, how does it make you feel if you did this? And what if this happened? And what if that person did this? What if that person said that? And I'm like, oh, okay. So you guide me to the right, to where I'm supposed to be in a way. Like you, you make it a bit quicker for me to get there because you come at me from every angle. <laughs> With a lot of questions. <laughs> With so many questions, so many questions that sometimes I just give in and make a decision because I can't bear it anymore. <laughs> make it stop. Make, make the Spanish Inquisition leave. Yeah. <laughs> No, but you're you're also really good at it because you've you've experienced so much in your life as well. Mm. So yeah, I always come to you for advice on things like that. But there's also like no matter what I've done in so many different circumstances, it's always I always know you'll be give me an honest opinion, but never like a wrist slapping or feeling like you're wagging your finger at me. No. And sometimes you just need to say, like, Do you know what, maybe you should have dealt with that a bit differently, but let's still talk about it and nothing yeah. changes. No. And I think it is such a good point, the judgment thing and friendships and learning how to like leave your own ideas about something at the door and just show up for somebody in the way that they need. Yeah, and I think that comes with like longevity in friendships, but also like as we grow up and we get older, like I feel like that is something that we all learn about ourselves and that we then can pass on into nurturing our friendships. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the other things I've learned about friends and friendships is that when it's not when it feels one-sided or when it's not making you feel good, then you have to kind of let that let that friendship go and yeah, let it definitely. fade out, let it fizzle out. It, like we've said before, it doesn't always need a big conversation, an exit conversation or an exit no. interview. It's just like, do you know what? I don't feel good after I've seen you anymore. And this is yeah. one-sided. I'll get myself in a right tears before I know I've got to make a plan with you. And that is just, that's no way to cultivate any kind of lasting relationship, is it? No. So I think you've got to be on the ball with things like that. And if it's making you feel crap, look at it because it isn't you. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And especially as you get older and everyone gets busier. Mm. You know, when you're like giving up time to somebody who makes you feel that way, you're kind of like, why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or making a plan that makes you think, oh God, right, well, I'll put that plan in because then that person will be happy then that we've got that plan. But it actually doesn't make you feel good at all. No, definitely not. Yeah. I think one of the big things that I've learned is that not all friendships are the same and that's what actually I, was, I had a moment the other day where I felt really smug about friends <laughs> do <laughs> sound really arrogant go on but I think I'd been speaking to you and then I was also thinking about traveling and like having friends in different places around the world who yeah. you know you can just see and have a good time with and drink mm. and then friends who I see like every two to three weeks or whatever when the world's normal especially yeah and I was like oh do you know what I've got a really good little roster going on here and she's yeah, really nice is. yeah and then realizing that I think the reason I got to that point was because you're not expecting the same thing from everybody. Yeah. 
like you and I speak all day every day mm-hmm. I don't really have any other friends who I speak to that intensely at all yeah. and then you have other mates who you check in with like once a week once a month who you just see and get a bit pissed with who yeah. you like see to you know when someone's in a crisis and you're that friend that can step in yeah. and it's also about not taking any of it personally if someone needs you for a certain thing and then they might like drop you off a bit for a few months yeah. people are allowed to do that because everyone's got so much going on yeah and when you like ha- learn to go with the flow with all these different friendships you also get the most out of them for what you need to and it's not like a big selfish thing but you both find your pace with it in a really nice way 100% like we all absolutely have friends for different things and yeah. there's a person you will call in a crisis there's a person you will call when you really just need to let your hair down and go dancing like yeah. there are and it doesn't mean that those people are any less or any better in your life but we all do that for each other because that's what friendship is we, we give and take the best bits of each other yeah. And that's that's how you cultivate a lasting relationship. Definitely. I think I agree with that so much. And yeah. again, I know I said this already, but it's like as you get busier and life changes and people's paths change, mm-hmm. knowing that and being able to let go of any kind of... It's almost sometimes like a possessiveness with friendships as well, isn't it? Of like, yeah. no, but you're my friend and so you can't go and do that. Yeah. Letting go of any of those thoughts just makes everything so much more fulfilling. Yeah, and honestly, I used to be so like that and when I was younger especially over my best mate from home Laura um and like she had other friends and I'd be like oh my god what 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 do you mean you go what do you mean you're going out on a night out with her what do you mean you're going doing this can I not come oh my god I've lost her she's not my friend anymore and I used to have this real protective nature over her because she was like my best friend and I didn't understand like I didn't really have any of the like close pals so I didn't really understand that you had to share them to share friends what so that was a big learning curve for me and um I never get funny about things like that but certainly when I was younger yeah. I used to I used to really like let myself get left out or feel left out or I think that comes a lot from like the relationships I had growing up as well like in my really young years like being a kid like because kids can be cruel and they leave you out on purpose and stuff and yeah, I think I probably carried that through to when I got lasting beautiful friendships and it's yeah. taken me a long time to outgrow those feelings of like oh god I'm being left behind or maybe they don't want to hang out with me and that's why I wasn't invited to that but it's okay Lizzie yeah. you can still go for a drink with our other, uh, our other mates without me I promise I won't throw a thromby sometimes as long as I'm invited and I can choose to say no <laughs> you know the, the deal. Well. Yeah. I know the deal don't worry um, um, with that that kind of thing in mind this isn't a question that we had been asked but I want to ask you what are your like red flags when you meet someone and are starting a friendship with somebody oh if they talk about themselves all the time <laughs> you had that one so ready do you know what I mean I'm like I'm yeah. I'm so interested in people and like I want to know about you I want to know about your life your family your friends what you do for a job what makes you excited what drink you drink like all of that stuff like I just want to get into it and it, yeah I, I do want to know all of those things but also it's a to and it's a to and fro conversation I will stand yeah. there and ask you all these questions about yourself because I want to know but yeah. then if they aren't asked enough to ask you about anything about yourself you're like oh okay this is um okay this is quite boring now because I feel like I know the ins and outs of your life and what else do I ask you like yeah how's, yeah. how's the weather like yes you know what, what about that lovely sunshine and it's hard to cultivate something where you can um bounce off each other and that kind of thing I just yeah I don't know yeah I that's a big one for me because I can't that's a non-starter I think when you first meet someone new and you try you, you're like god can we be friends no we can't actually no, no or people not. that um want to get involved in slagging other people off yeah like, yeah you know gossiping and like 
oh yeah. god we've seen that you know oh i just can't i can't i can't be asked with it it's just it's shit it's shit behavior isn't it yeah it doesn't feel nice what's that saying where it's like what sally says of someone says more of sally than it says of you okay. yes yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that so, you might as well have been trying to say she sells seashells on the seashore i don't think it's even sally is the name in the <laughs> i don't same. think it is either yeah but it, what, what you say about people says more about you than it does about them yeah and that's definitely. what i always stand by if anybody you know if you if you heard something on the grapevine about yourself you'd be like well if people are talking about it like that's their problem it you know i might have done something that was a bit I don't know. I don't know what I could have done, but I might have done a striptease when I shouldn't have. And then <laughs> that gets talked about and it's it's not my issue really, is it? Stand, <laughs> just, I stand by what I did. I stand by my body. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I reckon like talking rubbish about people or gossiping in, in a way that's unkind and yeah. people who um, talk about themselves so much with without any give and take in a conversation, I think I'm just like, we're not going to be yeah. mates. Yeah, what and there's a balance, like, when you're having a chat of sharing yeah. your own experience to add to the conversation. Of course, but without bringing it back to yourself all the time, because I just find that really hard yeah. to navigate. Yeah, definitely. What yeah, about when you? it doesn't add to it. Mm. I don't know what mine are, because I think I'm really funny about meeting new people, if I'm honest, which you I, probably agree. I agree, and 110%. Coming from a woman who crosses the street, if she knows, if she even knows someone already, she crosses the street or drags me behind a van. <laughs> I hate bumping into people. Has been known to drag me behind cars and creep and, like, crouch people. down. I guess I'm a lot of time crouching behind bushes to avoid yeah, people. I know you do. I know I you do. It. I hate it. I, I don't know. I feel like I just some, sometimes I meet somebody and there's like an energy to them and I'm like, nope. And yeah. I think even you know me well enough to know if I'm having that nope moment, like this yeah. person is not for me. Your eyes Maybe dart all over the place and you make excuses <laughs> to go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> just leave. Just do bad oh, boogie. God. I think for me it would be like, a loudness maybe I don't know what it is yeah you get your like you find that really abrasive don't you when people are really loud it like sucks every inch of energy out of you and it turns you into like something like a shriveled prune you need like to lie down in a cold dark room for a bit (laughs) I think it is an energy thing because I'm quite introverted in lots of ways yeah a mix of the two but like exactly that it takes energy from me sometimes yeah so if someone's got too much of something, that sounds an awful thing to say. I'm wording this really badly, but it no, is like no. a loudness and yeah. that I do find abrasive. I'll just be really tired, like a shell of myself afterwards. Yeah, no, and it's true. So many people operate in that way and you get your energy whilst you're on your own. And, and yeah. like, I, I know you really well, but it's really funny. Like, it's a good job I don't get offended. We're at, obviously, Lizzie and I are writing the book and um, out 27th of May, by the way. Um, we're <laughs> writing the book and we've written the book. It's going to the flipping printers, actually, isn't it? I know. It's all um, done. And because of that and because of work, we've been COVID testing left, right and centre and we've had to be together quite a lot because of the book. And when we've been together, if I've had to be there for a couple of days on end, Lizzie's like, I'm just going to the wall. I'm just going to go for a walk. Do you need anything? And I'm like, what do we need? Uh, well, I might just go to the shop. I'm like, what do we need? And she's like, I'm just going to go for a walk. And she literally has to leave the house away from me like a couple of times a day to go on a big walk and I'll try and go with her and she just won't let me go so I'm like now I'm like right well you've just got to go even when we're on holiday you do that always she's like I'm gonna go for a walk I'll see you in two hours someone says I'll come with you I'm like no No, please don't this is the last thing no I need to tell my own yeah so now I know just to say do you want company oh no 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 Linda I'm fine I'll be I'll be all right I'll see you in a bit I'm like yes okay I'll stay here (laughs) yeah but you do you just need your own energy and your own time to like to to fill up i think yeah that's definitely what it feels like mm. so that, that'd be my red flag just a certain loudness and abrasiveness yeah. is the word because you 
when you meet people, like it is very specific for you. Like if I think about the friends that you've got and the people that you have around you, like there was just something and it clicked and you might see them every few weeks. You might just go for a walk and a coffee in like a month's time or something, but you really enjoy that person's company and you think a lot of them, but it's not like a, it's not an intense close thing. No. It's just a really lovely relationship that you pick up and drop off and, you know, in and out of. Yeah, and that's what adult friendships feel like they're about. Absolutely. Beyond school, where you're, like, forced together circumstantially yeah. every single day. Yeah. No one's got the energy to be doing that every day. Seriously now. not, no. I've got to be on my own for at least 12 hours a day. What are you going to be like when we try and integrate you back into society? I into, like, work events? Oh, I'm dreading them. Oh, God. I'm so not good at stuff like that. No, I know you're not. Well, at least good. we can do it together. Yeah, which means you can do the talking. I'll yeah, just stand there and I'll nod. do all the gassing. Smile and nod. Yeah, you get the drinks. Pretend you're listening, and then I ask you a question. You're like, "What? Oh God, Jesus Christ! I was not listening. Oh God, help!" <laughs> so bad. Oh God. Uh, right. Question number two. Are you ready? Oh, I I'm like ready. this one. I'm not keen on the way my best friend's boyfriend treats her, and I'm not sure what to do because she won't talk about it. Oh mm. God. This is such a tricky one. Tricky. And I have been this person where I have been the one with the boyfriend and I wouldn't hear a bad word said against him or about our relationship because I took it so personally. Yeah. And it often means that something's wrong. Yeah, because you'd only get that protectiveness when you're trying to hide something. The height of... yourself, basically. It's like the height of defensiveness, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't healthy, really, because nobody's perfect in your life and... Oh, it's it's so tricky because in these situations, if he's not treating her well, you don't want you don't want her to become more isolated, and it totally depends on how like emotionally abusive he's being as well, or how, yeah. but we don't know more detail of how bad this is. But it's such a risky territory where he could pull her further and further away from That's her friends. It. Yeah, and just be the only person that she needs to rely on because her friends yeah. are rubbish and don't understand and aren't happy for her. That kind of vibe, yeah. which isn't Absolutely. the case. I think it would be a really good idea to. Plan something nice. I mean, I mean, we're limited at the moment. Go for a walk with a bloody coffee or a beer at least. Yeah. And just lay it out. Ask her how she is. Ask her how she's doing. Ask about him. Take an interest in him. And just try to reiterate as often as you can that you just want her to be happy and you're here for her no matter what. And I think you're actually just going to have to wait on the sidelines for her to come around because this isn't something that can be forced. And like Lizzie said, it might end up that you end up pushing her away in more into the arms of him where she's even more vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you've just um, got to make it, make it abundantly clear that you are there no matter what. You, yeah. you, you just want her to be happy and make it about her, make her feel loved and all of those things so that if she starts to have any doubts, you are the person that she'll come to about it because she yeah. will. It's not going to be like this forever. No, she'll exactly she'll realise there as well like make it about don't slag him off in any way no make it all about like i just want you to be happy i yeah. think maybe you might deserve more and make it clear that you're there to talk about it as opposed to saying he's doing this and he's a prick and he what a dick and i can't believe yeah. he's doing this and that you're standing for it because if she's got that defensiveness it's just going to make her go i can't talk to you about this and also if there's any if she's got an awareness that she's being treated badly it will take her a while to come to terms with that and unfortunately that can take a really 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 long time which is so hard to stand by somebody going through that but she might not be able to articulate it just yet and he might be making it really hard for her to understand what's happening again depending on how abusive it all is Mm. if he's saying things like oh you're going to go off and tell your friends about this aren't you You, you, those ins and outs of it can make it so complicated for somebody to constantly overcome what they've got in their ear 24 7 
24 hours a day, 24-7 a day. Yeah, that's it. Me. That's okay. 24-7 okay. a day. Hang on. Right? 24 hours a day. It's a day. 24-7. All the time the is what she means. <laughs> to leave the same to the same today. today. What, between Sally and 24-7? And I'm not sure whether we're coming or going, are we, Lizzie? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, make it about her, like Lynn yeah. said, and not about him, because oh, it's just so shit stuff like this. It really is hard. But yeah, make it about her. Be there for her and you're going to have to bite your tongue, honey. That's what yeah. you're going to have to do until she's ready. And the ready. fact that she won't talk about it in itself is like a mix of that defensiveness, like Lynn said, but yeah. also just makes me worry of like, oh God, is is he saying things that makes her feel like she can't talk about it as well? And, yeah. you know, making it more like only you and I understand this and, you know, just keep this between you and I. And there's an element where like your relationships between you and your partner and your friends don't need to know everything. But if you're suffering day in, day out, then no, don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to somebody, please. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, <sighs> we've got a third question here. I want to talk to my friend about something I'm dealing with, but I think she's going to be really judgmental about it. How can I talk to her? Well, we covered this in the beginning, didn't we, about Judgy Judgerson? Yeah, this is such a good concluding question It for is. Us. It's also really difficult, isn't it? Because yeah. this is something you learn in time and... I've been in a situation before where I know I was going to be judged, but I needed help and I needed support. And so I almost dumbed it down and laid it out in a really vulnerable way and felt really weird doing it that way. Instead of instead of just going to this person and being like, this has happened, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. I'm like, okay, so, well, this has happened. I feel really bad about it. I'm so guilty or like, I shouldn't have done this or whatever it is. Like, please, please don't take away from the fact that you need your friend, try not to... Oh, God, it's really difficult to explain this because I I felt guilty going to my friend with something that I needed help with and that I shouldn't okay. have been made to feel that way. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's why yeah. I kind of came at it in a bit of a manipulative way, in a way that I I think that they would respond better to it. Yes, that And that sense. shouldn't be the way. Like, that, that person isn't my life anymore. And yeah. I think, obviously, that says a lot. You, you just... I think you need to pick and choose your friends who you like would go to with something that that might be a little bit off, yes. like in terms of where judgment's at. Um, I'm sure this person isn't holier than thou either, but you are entitled to make a mistake. You're entitled to want something that conventionally isn't something that people see as good or, you know, whatever it is. Like, you know, the word judgment makes me feel like it's something that isn't, you, uh, like isn't very uniform <laughs> what yes, you've done yeah, sort of yeah. thing. It, you know not bad but something that people would have an issue some people would have an issue with yeah um but you've also got to be unapolog- unapologetic for who you are yeah you really do and like the point Lynn's just made there that the person you're going to won't be holier than thou and mm. if they are treating you in a way that is like that then it might not be a friendship that is going to serve you in the long run anyway because yeah. everyone is going to make mistakes and even what you might not perceive as a mistake, somebody else might think, oh, God, I wouldn't have gone about it that way and have judgment anyway. And we all have that and it can all come up in your head, but it's how you then voice it. Mm. And like exactly, again, what Lynn said about sometimes it feels easy to go around the houses, doesn't it? And tell somebody something like in a really indirect way or whatever. A soft way, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if any friend who knows someone really well will know what's going on when you're doing (laughs) that as well. There's an element where it's like, okay, that's the way you've got to come to me with it. That's fine, I understand. Mm -hmm. All that matters that you're talking to me about it. Um, And in terms of being a friend on the receiving end of it, I think that 
line is so lovely to hear of like well you can always come to me though like no matter what it is you can always come and talk to me about it and I'm never going to judge you and he's hearing that in that moment so lovely it's like a warm hug when you're like okay I'm going to get through this because I've got somebody supporting me in it um but when you feel like you're going to be judged it just makes whatever it is whatever the situation is that you're dealing with can feel so much bigger because you're also really agonizing over someone else's opinion and at the end of the day what matters the most is how you feel about what you're going through and your own opinion of yourself and so you've got to nurture that as much as you can yeah and maybe this isn't the right friend to talk to about this if you're worried about the judgment I think you need to maybe get support from somewhere else feel stronger in yourself and feel more secure in what you're doing and what's happening and then talk to her another time and maybe when you feel stronger you sit down with her and say listen this has happened. I was so desperate to want to talk to you about it because I really wanted your support. But in the back of my head, I felt like you would not condone this or you'd be really judgmental. And it made me really scared to talk to you about it. And I don't want that to happen. So have a really honest conversation when you feel like you can about it and just say like, this is what's happened. Like, what would you have said? What do you feel about it? Because obviously it's happened now. I really needed your support and I kind of needed it without judgment. and just see where you get to it might be like oh my god I am so sorry like I'm so sorry I've made you feel that way like of course you can come to me or it might be like yeah I don't agree with that well you know and I don't really want to support you through it well then you've got to let that friend go because yeah that's not what friendships are about we can disagree with the way people have handled things but we can still be there for them it doesn't make them a bad person it doesn't erase all of the memories and all of the support and all of the love that's gone before that people make mistakes yeah absolutely and you don't want anyone going through something difficult and then to feel further isolated no. from stuff. It like goes in what we were saying about the previous question as yeah. well. If some if like someone's been treated badly by their boyfriend, mm. you want to always feel like there's someone that you can go to about these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's such a tricky one though. It is, and it's a huge learning curve as well to be yeah. the person with the problem and the person on the other end trying not to judge as a friend. Absolutely, yeah. Really difficult. Sometimes I find as well, though, a positive about this is that, just looking back on my own experiences, certain things have brought me closer together with different friends. You know mm. when you say you've got friends who like offer different things to you? Yeah. You'd be going through something, like, say it's a relationship thing, and you know someone who's been through something similar, mm. and then you can bond over that, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the, this person with this, because yeah. they really understand it, because they, they have it. that experience yeah. too. And that's where having, like, a nice wide pool where you've got some really close and some more acquaintances, who mm. you trust, obviously, is the main thing. Yeah. Um, it's really lovely because you can go to that person with it and not, you don't really have to speak to them every day and know that they're going to offer you some advice that can be really useful and help you and make you feel better mm-hmm. and then not speak to them for a few months. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and it is, it's about that, cultivating these friendships that work for both of you on, on every every side. And trust is right up there, isn't it, with one of the things that we need to nurture and all of that yeah definitely and you don't need to speak to somebody every day or having an intense friendship for it to be a trusting friendship as well no not at all at all or for (laughs) you to look forward to seeing someone or to like you think oh my god I love that person but you might not have seen them for three months or four months or six months because of the pandemic but and you've not also kept in touch that much but with the odd message or the odd Instagram message or something but you're like I can't wait to see that person again for a a drink or something like friendships just change and move and grow with us as we get older but you find your people and it's so true what they say about counting your close friends on one hand isn't it it definitely is yeah absolutely yeah so I think we'll end our 
lovely episode with Vasha here. And like Lizzie said at the beginning, we are so excited for you all because we have a special (laughs) treat. In our next episode, which is also in collaboration with Vashi, we are going to give two of you the chance to design your own pieces of jewellery for one another in your friendships. So tune in for our next episode and you'll find out all of the details and we'll talk about the process and how exciting it is. And yeah, we'll be back with that. But thank you so much for being here and for listening to us prattle on as usual. (laughs) We love it and we wouldn't be here without you all. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And don't forget, if you've enjoyed this episode, to like, share and subscribe on the Entail app. We we will also put a link to the Vashi website in the Entail app too, so you can see how beautiful the products are uh, as well. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.